for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey guys, this episode of The Read is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com slash the read and enter offer code FURY at checkout. That's offer code F-U-R-Y at squarespace.com slash the read. A better web starts with your website, so start your website with Squarespace, and we are going to start the show. Hey! <laughs> okay, why not? Sure. Absolutely. Hi, Hi, ladies and germs. My name is... Is... Kevon, and I am Blue Ivy's shooter. <laughs> Excuse me? What does that even mean? I'm Blue Ivy's shooter. What is a shooter? Nothing. Okay, well then, I am Sophia Petrillo. And this is The Read. Yes, it is. Amen. How are you doing today, friend? Pretty good? You know, Roberta, I am great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fantastic. Are you also fantastic? No. Okay. I would never do that. No, you would never. I am too classy and too professional. Yeah, way too classy for drugs. So, yeah, this is the read. Yes, it is. Welcome back. I feel like it's going to be a special one. I feel that in my bones. I do. Yes, I do. That is a fantastic song. Feel it in my bones. It is. The I, Jesus one, or is that a secular song that I don't know about? Uh, there's a secular one. Okay. It's not like that kind of feeling it in bones, but it's... Is it Tegan and Sarah? Is it... Mm. Who is it? I don't okay. know. Well, I'll, I'll figure Google it out. It. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so let's just get started. Oh, before we get into like black excellence, there's a fun one. I just want to remind everyone that the intros for these shows (laughs) can be found in a playlist (laughs) on soundcloud.com, soundcloud.com slash three. If you scroll down far enough, there is a playlist there called the intros and it has pretty much every song that has been an intro to the show. I update it every week whenever I add a new intro to these things. So if you hear a new one and you're curious to what that may be, just check out the intros playlist on soundcloud.com slash and it should be there if you scroll further. I mean down to the bottom of the page or whatever. Great. Good to know. Just an FYI. Also, I'm probably going to try and add 
the tummy tuck playlist that I use in the gym. Someone asked me to put oh, it up online. Oh, is it called tummy tuck? Yeah, we talked about this. My playlist is called Oh, tummy I don't tuck. remember anything from week music. to week, so. Okay, whatever. Great. So, That's fantastic. I'll try and add that as well. All right. Black excellence. Mm-hmm. This week, again, I got so many messages about this one. So did I. This is the eighth grade band, Unlocking the Truth. This band is comprised of Malcolm Brickhouse, who is 13, Alec Atkins, who is 13, and Jared Dawkins, who is 12. Three young black youths from Brooklyn, New York, that just got a $1.7 million deal with Sony. I've heard, I don't know what number it is, because I've heard 1.7, 1.8, and I've heard 1.9. Either way, we'll just call it more than me. Yeah. Because I don't... How about There's, sickening no matter what? How about as many Lunchables as they so <laughs> All desire? All the Lunchables, Whichever nigga. you wish. Every single one of them. Fill up the whole card, bitch. Go-Gurts. Absolutely. It's money team over here. I mean... All of it. Whatever the kids are eating these days. Gushers and shit. Day Every long. last bit Fruit, of it. Fruit. Roll them right Go on Go to up. Walmart and just ball the fuck out. Why Let's not? Let's get started. All the goldfish you can stand. Every one. I love it. Absolutely. Amen. And um, like if you look them up on you, they played at Coachella. I've seen those kids before. They've like, yeah, they performed around the city. I've seen them playing outside city. of like 34th Street or something. They're so good. They are good. I was surprised. I was like, wait a minute, those are children. Like, But this was like uh, maybe a couple of years ago that I even saw them. It was right after I moved to New York. And I was like, who the fuck are those kids? So Yeah, they're this metal band and they they slay. So congratulations to them. Again, I get a little nervous when I see child stars because, you know, the entertainment yeah. industry is brutal. It it's run by, you know, rich white men that really care more about profit than stardom. That has nothing to do with this. I'm not trying to make it dark. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I hope that all of these <laughs> child stars have... <laughs> Some kind of stable support system. Yes, absolutely. Because they will need it. And we also got a black, um, we get so many of these, a black uh, excellence letter to our inbox. And this one says, we are the LC, which is a group of six black women who met on the campus of Florida A&M several years ago at the College of Engineering. All six of us have engineering degrees, but we want to recognize Dr. Makita Phillips for black excellence because she recently received her Ph.D. in mechanical engineering from North Carolina State University. And she is the first African-American woman to achieve a Ph.D. in mechanical engineering at North Carolina State. She is such an inspiration to not only our group of friends, but to our community at large. She is always dreaming big, and we want to salute her for a major accomplishment. So congratulations, Dr. Makita Phillips, for being the first black woman to get a Ph.D. in, in mechanical engineering from North Carolina State University. That is amazing. You know what? I love this. In college... When I first got to college, I didn't even know engineering was a thing. Like, I did not even know that that was, like, a major. <laughs> I had never heard of really? it before. <laughs> no, I really, I really had no idea what it was. And then when I got there, all the sorority girls, because I went to a mostly white school, so all the sorority girls were like, listen, got to find an engineering major because in five years they're going to be paid as fuck. So, like, if you want to come with us, we're going to go scout them out. Like, we're going to go find one. So congratulations to you, Dr. Makita, and to all of you who have engineering degrees in any degree in science or math or anything else that I can't do. I find that very admirable. So listen. Are we going to do it? Because I'm ready. I have no. I mean, we have hot topics, but really, I don't even know if we're going to make it. So. Okay. First of all, I just want to to say I tried to do a video review 
didn't work out so well. Don't ask me no questions. I <laughs> gave it a shot. It didn't work. I tried. Um, I will just say that I am so full. Mm-hmm. Like, I am spiritually full. I have everything that I need. All of my, my nutrients. Um, <laughs> just everything that I so desire. Yes. It is here. I'm very in sated. My spirit. I just feel amazing. Um... I don't remember who I was before this show. You know, I don't either. I don't. I really don't. Like, I don't remember who I was before Saturday. It feels like a distant memory. Um, like, that girl, she just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And who? the new one has seen Beyonce and Jay-Z at the same damn time. It's just amazing. Let's, so. Let's talk about it, please. On the Run was. <laughs> bitch. It was a spiritually uplifting experience. Um. And I don't know that I will ever be the same. Mm-mm. So listen, I know that the tour is not over. Those of you who um, may have not seen it yet, we will jot down a note of the time that you can skip forward to <laughs> so that you don't um, get anything spoiled for you. Because, girl, I'm not pulling my punches. I have got to celebrate the queen. Absolutely. Um. So let's just dive right into it. I'm just going to start, first of all, like my video was supposed to be. The experience itself... For me, outside of the show. Um, got down to the New Jersey Transit, honey. I publicked it out. And, you know, made it on over there. It was a crisp 7.30, I'd like to say. Um, they go on at around 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Immediately when I got there, I was just so very thankful at the blessing um, that was the seat that I yes. got. Yes, amen. Um, it was just a very, it was on the floor. It was a fin- phenomenal view of the stage. Um, and the screens and the uh, stage in the center and just <sighs> it's just it was I just had fantastic seats I just want to thank God again for blessing and favor when it comes to Beyonce tickets. because there were so many seats there that you could have had yes but but the Lord come on God said you are going to be on the floor for on the run and thus so, it was the first thing I noticed is that up on the screen before anything's happening it says this is not real life and I'm like you bet your black ass bottom dollar it ain't <laughs> um, and then I went over and grabbed me a strawberry yes I did um, I doubt I mean I regret nothing mm. uh, I got a water with it okay you know so I just sipped I went back and forth to Basically just level myself each other out, out. Yeah. exactly sure um Saw loads of fellow Beyonce fans there that, you know, we got to take pictures and fellowship together. And um, it was just great. Uh, Once the, like, the sun set, it was just kind of like that, the beginning of Lion King. Nah! It was just kind of like once the sun just, like, fully was out of the horizon. And that's when they were just like, okay, girl, like, here we come. Right. And it's funny because I really had to pee from the strawberry and the water, like, before they even started. And I was just about, to, like, I was literally running to the bathroom when the lights went out. And I was, like, full circle. No! Nope! I just, like, ran right back to my seat. It can wait. Like, I literally held that water yes. for two hours. You do what you have to do. And 30 crisp minutes. Absolutely. And I regret nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Because it was fantastic. I knew the restroom would be there when the show was over. It was, and I used it when I was done. <laughs> I missed nothing. I didn't either. Not one damn thing. So, I mean, what? I was just front and center, like, really in the middle like five rows back standing on chairs just 
I literally stood on a chair and screamed for Beyonce and Jay-Z for two and a half solid hours. Like, I did not take a break. I was very steadfast in showing my adoration for them. As soon as the lights went down and Beyonce's fucking new perfume commercial came on, I started screaming. Oh, yeah, that was... It was it was nonstop standing. And shout out to the girl in the row behind me who had an attitude and was mad because people were standing up. Sweetie, I don't know why you thought you was going to come to a Beyonce concert and sit down. Maybe you're just a Jay-Z fan and so Jigga was in the area and you decided to go. Well, but you just... need to understand that if you niggas sit Sit down for Jay Z concerts. That's your business, but the Hive doesn't play that. We get First our asses of all, up. You don't do that. Is rude. That is disrespectful. Like even if you have never heard a Jay Z song before in your life, like bow down to the king and queen and the or the king and king. However it is that yeah. you like to whatever you, they're royal. Yes. You do what you are. You talk, you know you do what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You don't be. And then furthermore, like I'm here at this this concert to get my life. If you choose to sit down. And you can't see because I'm standing up and getting my life, girl. That's your cross to bear. That has nothing to do with me. Absolutely. I really don't give a shit if your feelings are hurt about this. I came to dance for the queen, to sing along with her, to scream at her and her husband. That is why I'm here. That is why I gave these people all of my good money. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. You can stay mad First about all, it, but that's none of my business. This is not like a Beyonce show featuring Jay-Z. It is, it is a Beyonce and Jay-Z show. It is. Through and through. It is equal parts mm-hmm. Beyonce and Jay-Z. So if like... I just feel like if you're going to a Beyonce show, like even if you're a bigger Beyonce fan than a Jay-Z fan or vice versa, you're still going to get your life. Because Beyonce fans just love Jay-Z like by default. And Jay, like everybody loves Beyonce. So there's just like, I just don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was right. up on my seat rapping along to every single one of Jay-Z's lyrics. And I was just like every on my whole. one. I knew all of his words. Like, I was completely on my fake trade hip-hop stance. And then when the queen came out, I was screaming, Yes, bitch! Yes, Beyonce! <laughs> what? You're bitch! All of the, It was just a smooth transition Are we going to go in order, or are we just going to randomly talk about our favorite things? I mean, I don't remember everything in order. But we can start by, you know, the whole, like, clip with Move That Dope. I just I just appreciate that it just started off trail. Like yes, it was trail from the beginning. It did. And it was just like, okay, this is exactly where I need to be in my life. And then for them to come out the way that they did, and I love the costume that Beyonce wears with that like that fishnet mask. Yes. And then he's there with his fucking hat. I mean with that like beanie cocked to the side. And they just look like so wealthy and just like, Yes, girl, here we are, like, you're welcome. And it's just like Yeah, I love that they dove straight into like their most popular collaboration. They went straight into O3 Bonnie and Clyde, Crazy in Love. Like start, let's just start you. from the beginning. They were like, let's just go ahead let's and knock these niggas out. And start right at the beginning. The origin story, which right. is O3 Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, exactly. We all know it, we all remember it. Like, bitch, don't you ever forget. Like, look how far we've come. We have right. we are still slaying. We're still together and we will murk you niggas. And they like, are telling just... a story with the show. Right. Absolutely. With the set list and the song, the order that they're going in and the vignettes it's all telling a story I feel like that was very like obvious I don't think you had to be paying special yeah, attention to I get that I don't think so at all but it was just dope as hell I just loved every second of it um so uh, I can't even all of the different like costumes lights first of all shout out to Beyonce and Parkwood 
for recognizing that this is a talent that does not need the extra. No. Nope. She doesn't have to have fucking forests and oceans. This bitch don't have to have nope. like motherfucking spaceships and pyramids and fucking mummies with giant asses, Katy mm-hmm. Perry. She doesn't have to have teddy bears and shit up on stage. Give mama some lights. That's it. And a mic. Some camera and bitch. some action. Bitch. You're gonna get it. Like, that's, bitch, all you need is the light and the camera, and she will give your motherfucking ass the action. That's all you goddamn need. Why don't you love me? When she sat there and went the fuck off for, like, two solid minutes on why don't you love me and was just riffing and going all up and down her vocal range. Like, don't forget that I can sing my ass off. Why don't like, you yeah, love I me? Like, yeah, I look good, but, bitch, I can sing. Why don't you love me and resent me? were two I, there were the two vocal moments that I literally like scared my surrounding mm-hmm. concert goers yeah because I shouted so loud yes and I shouted so many profane things that they were like girl what like <laughs> like the people around and <laughs> like, I was like girl relax. right it's fine because I screamed so many you better sing bitches like yeah. but like she had no no right to approach mm-hmm. me and my life with right. those vocals Absolutely. like you know like I like what are you doing here for me it was why don't you love me and uh, love on top which is one of her most challenging songs vocally for that bitch to sit there and just take us octave by octave I said you light skinned bitch if you don't sing your motherfucking ass and if ass I remember off. correctly she did she did resentment I mean she did love on top like right after resentment I think so I don't remember exactly because she started she did resentment in the wedding that. dress and then she did love on top in the wedding dress I just dress remember she was in like that center stage like that B yeah, stage yeah, and yeah. not the main stage either way it didn't matter because it had, it had like a Jackson 5 undertone into it it was like a tribute she to, Michael, did. to Michael Jackson and Love on you better get the fuck when bitch. she did I Want You Back mixed into that bruh, Jackson 5 bruh, mixed into Love bruh, on Top bruh I almost punched my neighbor. Like, I I almost, like, literally chopped my neighbor in the throat because I was unable to deal. Me and Asante were, like, screaming, like, wailing, like like something was wrong. Like, first of all, how dare you? <laughs> like, how dare you? Are you kidding? Like, she took it there. She took it there. She drove us fucking crazy, and it was everything. Speaking of covers, she also did Lauryn Hill's X Factor. I was going to mention that. Which had the whole crowd just, like, automatically, like, yes, bitch, yes. This ain't no Lauryn show, but who gives a damn? Like, I'm going to sit here and sit, because everybody knows that song. Beyonce, everybody loves like, it. She, ma- she, she gives nods to, like, not only, like, fantastic singers and, like, R&B classics and stuff, but, like... Just like these fantastic records, like mm-hmm. she sang um, Jill Scott before, yeah. and Jill Scott f- completely stands for her all the time. Yeah, she does. Like you know what I mean? Like she sings these. Solange does it too. Solange does it all the time. Solange will give you like Laundromat by Nivea. Yes, she will. She will give you like At that show we went to in Brooklyn, seven oh two and shit. And she slays. Oh, these anyway. sisters, what can they not do? So, she also did, like, a cover. It was in one of the um, little clips, though. She did a cover of um, Bang Bang by Nancy Sinatra. Oh, really? Yes. Bang Bang. From Kill Bill. Oh, from Kill Shot Bill. Shot you down. Okay, bang Bang. Yes. All right. Ground. Right. I died. Yes, I'm sure you like, did. Like, excuse me? <laughs> 
You did not just sing my favorite Nancy Sinatra song. And then right after that, they like, played um, Angels by the XX. Like, she just has no right. You have no right to bless me like this and also live for all of the songs that I live for, bitch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it was, that's so real, but like, not even to just be stuck on Beyonce. Like, Jay-Z can hold his own. He doesn't have I was just about to dancers, makeup, you know, a bunch of clothing changes or anything like that Jay-Z. but Jay-Z is very personable on stage he's not just Give up there the he don't need the machine. entourage or nothing you know this song you don't even know you know this song oh bitch but you, you know, know you this know song, this song and I'm about to show it to you <laughs> Cut that fucking fog machine up playing my graphics in the back yes. bitch I'm about to give these niggas their lives show and me it was what like- you got child I fell out like I was from Brooklyn my favorite performance from him was actually um, it was two it was obviously um, song cry mm-hmm. and um, fuck what is the other one I don't know I forgot the I don't name know which of the one act- you mean. I have a set list in front of me, so I'm just looking at it like, mm, I love no, all these songs. Was it I Izzo? Know- no, 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 no. Hard Knock Life. Hard Knock. Yeah. Hard Knock Life. Oh my God, that that's shit one of my favorite songs by him. Mine was uh, Beaches Better and Big Pimpin. Those were the two. I, I was- forgot he did because Beaches I Better. I have known the words to Beaches Better since the day Magna Carly I mean, Holy uh, Grail came out. It's 47. I mean, it's 47 seconds. seconds yes, but it's some of the hardest 47 seconds you have ever heard. I love though that he does that song more than once. Yes! He went into it again a second time like he was gonna he do it the whole that, time. He did that at the Mag- Magna Carta World Tour too. Ugh. Cause you know that we live for it and it's so fucking short so he's like I'll do it like three times. Because everybody loves the or Beyonce part like everybody lives for yeah. that. And, he, and they know it. And I think Jay-Z really gets off on the crowd like making the crowd do shit. Like yeah. you can see his face light up. And especially since he was basically at home. So everybody was And just you can like, tell he ah. has like so much fun. Like he be laughing and smiling and he's so personable. Right. I love when he does a uh, public service announcement me every too. single time. Because that's like me to- the song. Bitch. Like I feel like when I think of Jay-Z like song although it's not like his I don't know if it's like his biggest classic maybe. I don't think every so. Fan. But, like, when I think of, like, a Jay-Z, like, concert, I always think of that song. Because yes. you throw your diamond up. And it's just so much Everybody. Fun. I threw the diamond up so many times. Like, I didn't give a damn. No less than thrice. Woo! It um, was just so good. Also, so, one thing that I was going to mention in this video that never happened. I was kind <laughs> of interested in seeing how the... um the crowds would relate because again I feel like you know Beyonce fans love Jay-Z and like Jay-Z fans love Beyonce but there are two different crowds like I've been to Beyonce concerts and that is like there is a Beyonce like mm-hmm. fandom yes. and then I've been to Jay-Z concerts and there's like a Jay-Z like hip hop fandom mm-hmm. and so I'm, I was like interested to see how they would mesh everybody it was a party right but I was definitely with the rap girls because they were blowing tree to the sky and Jay-Z shouted out the weed smokers on, uh, uh, I think Tom Ford yeah I don't know who's on Tom Ford fucking rectum sponsored the marijuana that made it into <laughs> somebody had weed at, at my show too but bitch they were right in my section they were right next to me so you caught a contact high I was just yes <laughs> There was literally a cl- like a cloud <laughs> just sitting there. I said, "Okay, girl, I know who I'm with, Absolutely. and they are requesting a fuck you to all of these bitches right. from all of my niggas yes. who don't love hoes." The crowd lost their shit at drunken love, like you would expect. But when it first came in, when it was like first them uh, violins, yeah, and the, everybody was just like, "Bitch, give it to me, give it to me, Beyonce." I can't. This is why I was here. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. <laughs> the anticipation and the I devil, cannot take it again. 
I brought my fucking charging case, my little Mophie <laughs> thing. I brought an extra pair of contact lenses because you never know how hard the devil's going to hate. you never know. I brought everything. I bought comfortable shoes. Yes. I had my water with my I fucking liquor. I wore flats. We was not lying when we told y'all last week how to get ready for these shows. It's I'm not a joke. I'm telling you, you don't, you can't I saw do so many girls in heels like, bitch, you're going to regret this. Let me tell you how the devil tried to interrupt Drunken Love. I had my ticket right and I was in my seat. There were a couple of seats that were open on the floor seats, on, on the floor sections. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people tried to bump up and shit during the concert or whatever which I don't mind I get it do you I'm going to sit in my seat though because I am comfortable with where I'm at I can see everything mm-hmm. okay I can smell mama's perfume from here I'm fine right. I don't need to move so I'm gonna sit right here because the security guard comes and tries to fuck with me which I don't they didn't do much of yeah but like you're not gonna do this when this concert is going on yeah literally no. when those violins and everything and you hear the voice and drunken love was about to start and obviously I'm here for dr- like I need it I need I it. need to have this. I need that song yes here comes the security guard with this bitch and her goddamn ticket and pointing at me like like oh, this is the seat. seat. I said, sweetheart, I can tell you my section number, row, and seat number right here, right now. And I promise you that it matches with the ticket that I'm about to slap in your face. Mama's got a 17 on her ticket. I am a 20. Take her down the road. And they're looking at me like confused and like shocked. Like I just like read them. You need sweetheart, to get the fuck out of my face. I'm in my seat. And I immediately, ju- they're still looking at me and looking back and forth to the ticket. And I jumped up on my seat, standing up. And I said, I've been drinking. I've like ignored the fuck out of them because the devil will not have this he moment. He won't prosper with you. You won't today. do it. Nope, absolutely not. Hell no. Not. I have been waiting months. Months to see this shit in person. I may never have this opportunity again. It's only twenty-one days. These niggas are selfish. This is Beyonce and Jay Z. In Both of them simultaneously, at the same damn, and it's not just their songs. It's her greatest and her newest, and his greatest and his newest, and then their collaborations, and then Blue Ivy, the goddess. I just, bitch. I'm not even ready for that. Hold I could on, throw something right now, just thinking about that motherfucking show. Like it was really just perfect, and I loved absolutely every moment of it. It was just. She did flawless. She did haunted. She did pretty hurts. Speaking of which, Texas, you niggas are going to shit when you see some of the stuff she has on because that bitch reps Houston so fucking hard. So when y'all see some of these tour outfits, y'all are just gonna die. I'm mad that I sold my Houston ticket to this show. I wear my fuck yeah Houston's awesome hat. Oh, did you really? I, think so. I wore a Jay Z t shirt to the show, so I get it. But like, I just feel like or I'm mad that I because I had a floor seat there too, and so I'm pissed that I sold that ticket because I should have gone to Houston and watched this show. I may again. have not. Houston is going to die for this. I don't know. But yeah, as long as you had a floor seat, you had the same wristband, and then just the people in the pit had like a VIP access kind of like badge thing. So as soon as the lights went down, and I saw that there was like hella empty seats in them upper rows, me and Asante was like, well, peace the fuck out, because we was next to some daddy and his daughter. And I was just like, this is going to get real awkward for y'all around the partition moment. And I don't want to see it. Right. There's always like, at both of their shows, there's always like these like older white um, audience members, but Mm -hmm. not like, like, like a 60 year old white man in a suit with his like... (laughs) 45 50 year old white wife and she's wearing like a ball gown yeah. with a stole and it's like girl this is not the philharmonic right like like i saw a whole like, white family and it was just like y'all are just like like y'all are going to a taping of mr rogers or something and this is not like i'm very perplexed about why you brought like your 12 year old and 10 year old to this show but hey 
hope you enjoy it because Beyonce's about to get on that chase and flip her ass around and show her bare black ass. So, I mean, and I'm here for it. So, if I'm you have grown. a problem with your kids seeing it, then that's not really my business. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. But we moved up to some seats, you know, closer to the stage with the full understanding that if, you know, security comes through, like, checking tickets, we're just going to have to go back. But, oh, well, that's just a risk I'm going to have to take. I was told. And we, it. I mean, I just completely went for it. It was perfect. I it was, was flawless. That was great. So, it started with, like... You know, whirlwind relationship. You know how when everybody starts relationships, it's all lovey-dovey and everything's good. Like, I felt like that was what they did. They started off with, you know, infatuation and fun and falling in love and all this. And then the middle part of the show was like, okay, you know what? Shit gets complicated. Shit gets real sometimes. We have our problems. We go through shit. And that was, you know, like him doing Song Cry, which surprised the fuck out of me. I wasn't ready for that. I loved it. I did too, but I just wasn't ready for that. And then, of course, her doing Resentment and all these other songs, like they transitioned to music that show that they were going through some shit. You know, this is not the perfect relationship that it may look like on Instagram or on the blogs or whatever. And I think most people know that. I think it's common sense. I think it is too. But it was still just like, you know, everything with us has not been sweet or perfect. We have worked hard to stay together. And then topping it off with like, but the the underlying theme here is love. We love each other. We have incredible love for each other. But more importantly, we have this fucking amazing love for Blue Ivy. Let's all turn around and watch a short movie of Blue I'm Ivy Carter's life. I'm actually not even ready No, no, no. Here. Let's go ahead and talk no, about no, it. No, no, no. Because I'm not. Like, we have to actually, we have to actually, like, round okay. this all up. Okay. All right. Well, let's round it out. finish it. All right. We have to go back and talk about the cussing. Because. Oh, B. Everyone that, like, people who know the way that I stand for Beyonce know that I love hearing her cuss. And it's just something mm. that I personally enjoy. And, you know, like, Gia loves her fingers. Yes. Her I mean, her hands are perfect. I mean, they are. But, you know, I really, like, stand for her cussing. Okay. And um, there were several scenes where they were, like, robbing the bank. She told some bitch to stop screaming and said, motherfucker Shut the this. fuck up. Yes. There was a point where, um, I think before, why don't you love me or something, where she left the all those voicemails and... He was like deleting them, and finally, like she ended it by saying, "Do you think I give a shit how much money you have, nigga? I am rich." That was fantastic. I, I love out. hearing Beyonce talk. Her I do shit too because she doesn't do it very often. Nope. Like she's you, she's so humble, and like mm. the few times that she does like talk <laughs> shit, it's on like songs and performances and stuff like that where it's just fun. Yes, um, it was fantastic. That whole scene, like watching them be fake gangsters or whatever, but the whole thing. I like how it like it just kept going. This is not real. Like this is not a real gun. This, this not, is right. not like, like this is not a real. real. Bank. Not These a real gun. Real bullets. Not real people. This make believe. None of this shit is real. Now we can talk about the. <laughs> okay, now we can talk about Princess Blue Ivy Carter. So, um, they did. Young I think Forever. On the, okay, yeah, they did on the run, but then they did uh, Young Forever, which. Okay, so this is why I cried. <laughs> I cried because Young Forever already gets Forever me. Young, sorry. Young Forever, well, Forever it Young. Whatever young forever, it is. Whatever. Right. Um, it, like, even the original, like, the album album version of that song with Mr. H- Mr. Hudson's vocals, something, it's just, I don't know if it's, like, the production of the song and the, I don't know, but it just kind of does something to me. Like, it's just, like, an emotional record. Um, and, like, the meaning behind it is emotional, but I yeah. always have stand for them performing that song together. So getting to be there to perform the song yes. was great. And then him walking her, like, to that, like, center stage and holding her hand, and she's just looking beautiful, and he's oh, just looking God. like... 
Yes, this is my wife. She's perfect. I just want to make sure <laughs> that she is able to get up these steps in her heels. Um, and she's got like that Americana flag around her waist. Yes. And then they turn around. Oh, God. Oh, God. I love that when they play... First of all, I didn't expect for us to be blessed by so many f- different clips of the princess. Um, yes. I thought it might have just been like a quick shot like Beyonce's done before. Oh, no. We got like full like yes. three minutes or something of home We footage. saw Blue Ivy trying to suck Jay-Z's face off. Like just trying to eat it off. Just like grabbing her daddy's face. Like I'm going and just looking so to eat happy your face, daddy. I'm going to eat it. We saw her pregnant. We saw them in the hospital. Yes. We saw like we blue. saw infants like, blue. Looking at blue right after she was born. Like topless. and Well, you couldn't see her titties. But like she had clearly just given birth. And like her whole bare pregnant stomach like at a maternity photo shoot. And then just blue ivy throughout, you know, her very short life. All blue ivy living for herself in the mirror. Blue Ivy looking at herself um, like, well, girl, you're cute. Blue Ivy enjoying, like, pools. Blue Ivy um, laying down on her dad's back as he's doing push-ups and then him, like, and then sitting on she her. Try- right, she's trying to push him and up. And she's which is just, just giggling. She just is such a happy baby and also knows that she's sickening. Like, and you can't tell me no goddamn different. Right, no, Blue she knows Ivy it. knows that she is a part of a powerhouse family and that she is the shit. She knows it. Like, she knows she that everyone lives for her. The dolphins jump up out of the goddamn ocean to yes. greet her. Like, she she just she um, she is she knows it she gets it mm-hmm. but there's just something about like seeing although I can't stand kids like I love babies um and I love seeing parents like loving their babies mm-hmm. you know and so it was like for and then they start playing Halo as they're playing the, oh god and Halo oh, is the song to cry to like if you gon' cry at a Beyonce <laughs> song it's probably gonna be during Halo like that's when she'll be bringing out like the the sick kids and stuff and sings to them. Oh, like, it's yeah. always during Halo like, and the bitch, evolve. don't do this to us. So, it's just, again, that instrumental and then these, and then they're like, like, he has his arm around her and they're just watching it and like, soaking That's in the thing. The whole fucking stadium baby. is watching this Blue Ivy movie and even though they've seen it a million times because they are the ones who put it together and they have watched Blue it Ivy felt like they, up, It felt like they invited us over. They were just at the B stage arms around each other like yes look at blue ivy sickening ass like look at our beautiful baby <laughs> i bawled okay. and i am not ashamed of it like <laughs> i like i had an oh i cried like when you at church and the preacher had a word just for you like yes. an old ugly sinner's cry one bitch. of them words that hit you in the middle of your soul i was j- like it bitch I was so glad that that camera never sleeped up against me during that. I had an old TBN You better cry. hope you're not on the DVD. Bitch, I hope to God not. Because, and side note, can we get into the fact that those, like, the concerts are shot like a DVD? Oh, yeah. Like, when you're watching, like, this, the huge screens on either side of the stage, it's not like pan, pan, cut, cut to this camera, cut to that. Like, they literally know how they want right. the visual for the whole concert to be, and they shoot it that way. Like, yes. they sweep the camera across the stage when they're dancing in a line. They rattle the camera at parts when it's supposed to look chaotic. <laughs> like, it's practically like yes. watching the DVD if you don't have, like, if you can't actually see the stage right up there or whatever. Like, 
Like yeah. literally, like HBO when they air the shit at pa- on the the Paris shows in September, which I cannot wait for. Cannot. It's literally like Parkwood being like, "Here, here, girl, like girl, here, right?" Like here you already is. know HBO is not about to collaborate with Beyonce. No. The content of this, Beyonce is going to put something together in Final Cut Pro, and we'll be like, and Dropbox it to it's them in niggas. Dropbox. Like, feel free to go ahead and air this whenever you want, whenever you're but. Ready. Contractually, I fulfilled our obligation. We're Have done a great here. day. We're finished. I assume the check is in the mail. Like, period. And so I'm excited because it's giving me all right. That's going to be on HBO in September. Yes. Holiday season. Mm-hmm. I'm predicting and praying for a like Blu ray and DVD on the run tour, HBO special, deluxe edition with the Mrs. Carter tour. And, and, um, and let me tell you what if they sell a double DVD with on the run and the Mrs. Carter tour, just like last year when the Beyonce album dropped, every last one of you motherfuckers kin to me are getting that DVD for Christmas. Don't even get. I don't want to hear it. Don't send me no Facebook messages. Don't text me. This is what you're getting. I'm going to go to Best Buy, just like I did last year, and pick up 10 of them things and be like, ring them up separately, just because I don't know how y'all play. I'll sit here. Yes. Yes. I have cash. Yes. All of it. Come on. Ring it up. If you don't like it, you can go to another line. This is none of your business. We're doing Beyonce Don't worry right about now. what I'm. This is Hive business. And if I'm you was stuffing, invited, you would know. I am stuffing the fuck out of these stockings. Okay. Listen, Blue Ivy's iMessage said to tell them niggas to ring it up one by one. So that's exactly what the fuck y'all gonna do. And I'm dreaming of a blue Christmas, bitch. If you have a problem with it, you can punch it on over down to Express. Because, honey, we don't have time. It was really just beautiful. If On The Run is coming to your city and you don't have tickets, I highly recommend going to Ticketmaster or your favorite reseller and trying to find one because you do not want to miss this show. Even if you're sitting up next to MC Light Girl, it's worth it. Yes, even if you're in the nosebleeds, they have huge screens. So don't worry about it. You are going to get your life. Yes, you are going going to to live. I sat, I mean, I really stood up the entire fucking show. Like two and a half, my big ass stood up all that long and was just like, My feet were like pulp. There were some girls. But it was worth it. (laughs) There were some girls in front of me who looked like Kid Fury fans, you know. They look like Kid Fury fans. I don't have time. No, I just feel like if you were there, they would have been like, oh my God, I love your videos. But anyway. Okay, thanks. Every time I was like, yes, bitch. Like every time I called Beyonce a bitch, one of them would turn around and look at me like she had a problem. Like, sweetie, you don't understand. Beyonce and I have this kind of relationship. We've been on each other's Facebooks. Like maybe you would get it if you <laughs> had been on. We have a mutual Facebook relationship. So <laughs> I've, she's been on mine. I've been on hers. We're those kind of friends. So I can say, yeah. Bitch, all I want is she gets it. She knows. She saw me. She pointed at me briefly. It's fine. I didn't want to brag, but yes. So don't worry about me calling Beyonce a bitch. It's all out of love. Clearly, I am not calling her like a stank ass, hoe ass, trollop ass bitch. I called her so many bitches. So many bitches. So many bitches. Because it's just like. It's out of control. Again, like, when she was singing Resentment, it was like something just literally crept up into my body. And God, it was so good. control over me, and I just began to shout. I was just like, ma'am, are you serious? Looking at the set list, though, it is just crazy in love, diamonds are forever, niggas in Paris, run the world, flawless, Yonsei, which is so sexy, Big Pimpin', Ring the Alarm, Click, Diva. The dancing, the lights. <sighs> bitch. The costumes. The just ninety nine problems. The 99 problems. The whole fucking audience went off. Oh, 
I just oh god, it was it so was good. a great experience. It was so good. It was so much fun. It and makes you remember how much of a Jay Z fan you are. If you're like a Beyonce stan, I never. Really it makes forgot. you like I knew always that I loved Jay Z, but being there and seeing that man and like rapping along with him to some of my favorite songs, it was just like I actually stand for this nigga. Like yeah, and I appreciate the fuck out of him for this. the The show was fantastic. It just. Beyonce is the greatest performer alive. She's mm-hmm. the greatest performer Period. alive. And that's really like the end of it. And honestly, I don't give a fuck how you feel. Like, I don't care about you not liking her because so many people like her or you not being able to say however the fuck you feel because you're going to get dragged. Like, Beyonce is the greatest performer alive. Like, mm-hmm. she just is. She puts on a fantastic show every single time. She's worked her ass off since she was, like, a child to get to this point, to be a great performer, to put on a, an amazing act, and that's what she's fucking doing. And she's humble, and she looks great, and she has, like... Whatever. She's not fucking perfect. Diamonds don't literally shoot out of her ass. Sure, we fucking exaggerate sometimes. We call her a deity or And we know that. Like, but that's because, like, she's just so great. Like, she is muse. Like, she is, like, when you think of, like, performance and you think of, like, like artistry and you just have to think of Beyonce. You have to count her. You just do. Right. She's just an amazing and po- an amazing part of like music and pop culture today and i'm sorry like you don't have to like she just enjoy, slays you, just, you don't have just, to like it just, but it's still true you don't have to but for you to deny it is just it's almost inhuman some website said the thing about beyonce and jay-z is that they have no equals there's nobody on their level like these two people are phenomenal separately but you put them together and it's just like bitch get the fuck everybody else can go home like everybody else could have been went home but these two people together it's really fuck your fave and it's not even a matter of opinion now it's just that's the way it is and nobody gives a shit you don't have and to that's like it that's just the fucking end that is the that is the finish line sweetheart that is the full stop we are done like they slay the end and then they hit you with a crisp uh, shot of their baby at the end to let you know that the generation is also coming for them edges bitch so you might as well just <laughs> gone ahead and box some shits up put a bow on it and say it for blue ivy honey because she's coming for him and she demands Nigga, those listen, as well. because like we're just done that's the fucking end and you bruh. can stew you can be pissed sweetness you can be mad but the bottom black ass line is that those edges belong to the nose carter they are on the run <laughs> yes. for them to your city as we speak so have them shits ready Woo. for when the carters roll through girl we're done Hey guys, don't forget to go and check out our friends at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website portfolio and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com slash the read and enter offer code FURY, that's F-U-R-Y, at your checkout. You can get a very simple and easy, really beautiful design. We use Squarespace ourselves for our website. This is the read.com. Um, I've referred a lot of friends to it who are trying to build new websites for their businesses and stuff. It's super easy and really fun to use, so go check them out. Yes, guys, you can start a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you go to squarespace.com slash the read. That's squarespace.com slash 
T-H-E-R-E-A-D and use offer code FURY to get 10% off your very first purchase and so and show support, sorry, for our show. Of course, we use Squarespace and hint, hint, the new episode is always linked first on our website before it is anywhere else. So if you are one of the many people who refreshes the site obsessively, that's all thanks to Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com slash the read again for your free trial and 10% off squarespace.com slash the read enter offer code fury i had no idea (laughs) yeah i always put it on squarespace first before i put it anywhere else so make sure you check out our website and check out our good friends at squarespace that's squarespace.com slash the read all right let's continue the show okay Hey, girl. So here we are. We're finished. Um, Yes. I'm so tired from all that good standing we just did. But, you know, I mean, it had to be done. Like, On the Run was phenomenal. So anyway, no spoilers past this point. If you have any questions, send them to asktheread at gmail.com and we will maybe answer them on the show. We have so many great ones this week. Let's start with one from Karen. And it says, Kid Fury. I love that you love the Golden Girls. That show got me and my boyfriend together as an initial common interest. I figured any straight guy who admitted to not only watching it, but liking it deserved a chance. It was well written, well acted, and those ladies have great comedic timing and chemistry that still resonates today. My question is, what is your favorite episode of of the Golden Girls? Crystal, oh, I don't know if you watch the show or have seen any episodes. You are more than welcome to chime in. I couldn't possibly pick my favorite, but she wants to know what yours is. Right. Thanks. <laughs> well, she put some options here. She was saying uh, one of them is when Sophia comes to live with the girls. That was a good one. Oh, actually, I think I know my favorite. And when Blanche went to sleep. Oh, when Blanche went without sleep writing her memoirs. So those are her faves. I think that my favorite... Um my favorite episode of the Golden Girls is actually the one where Dorothy's son, I can't remember his, I think it's Michael, her son who was like a tragic mess. Like he's yes. like a starving artist and right. he's always like relying on his parents to get him through life even when he's um like 30 some years old. <laughs> um, but he comes home one day and he tells his mother out of nowhere that he's um, getting married. Oh my God, that's my favorite one too. And then like his mom's like, um, "Who is this this woman? And and who? Why you're marrying her? You didn't say anything." And then it ends up to be a black woman. Yes. And, and she's like she's like forty five, right? Him. And then she's pregnant on top of it. I like that episode because it was just like so funny. And then her black family comes over and is like mixed in between with like. With the girls and with uh, Sophia, there's like a lot of really interesting like racial quips and shit. Oh in there my that god, are, like, I can't believe really we have funny. the same favorite episode. That one's my favorite. One. It is because Sophia comes in and she sees all these black people. She's like, "What is this? The raisin in the sun?" Yeah. Like, <gasps> it was just so. It was very funny. I love that show. And, and like, you're right about the comedic timing. Those four women just. It was like it, there were a lot of great jokes. Like on race but they they like towed the line yeah like they had like the, the part where um where rose and blanche had came out of the kitchen and they were doing like mud masks so their faces were painted brown oh god in front of the family and it was just like this awkward pause where they're like mm, we're not racist so right about how this. do we get out of this it's just it's <laughs> because yeah. this looks bad or when they had was it she was she Jamaican or some Caribbean yeah, like, like that housekeeper or something? That, that show is perfect. I, I also have... love the one with uh, Ruby D in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ruby she, D was on an episode. She played Blanche's mammy. Oh God, Ugh. I don't have every episode on DVD like you do. <laughs> <but> I... 
<laughs> Don't mistake that for not loving the Amazon, golden thank you for being friends <laughs> because they shipped each and every one of those golden things. I love that right fucking on over show. There. And I I literally watched those DVDs like out like to the point where I could literally go line for line on these episodes. They had to take a break. Yeah. It's like crack. And you actually can. Like you can quote that show all day, every day. So let's move on. Our next question's from Diane and it says if you guys could witness any event, past, present, or future, what would it be? Would you just be a bystander or would you try to change the course of time? Ugh. That has, like, the potential <laughs> to get, like, a really deep answer. I kind of think I would want to witness the birth of Beyonce Giselle Knowles. I just to witness, see the moment that greatness came into the world. I don't want to witness the birth of anyone. Oh, you've never seen a birth? Oh, I have, and I don't ever want to do it again. It's quite terrifying the first time. <laughs> and second and third. <laughs> I don't know how. When you see the vagina literally We don't have open. to do this. Okay. We don't have to. All right. It's graphic Fine. and it is unfair Fine. that this is what women have to do in order to just like, <laughs> good lord, shit, literal shit. Sometimes you do. Like, it's just, you can't help it. I'll never forget. I cannot do this. I can't do it. It's not right. When you did that women's work video and I was like, you know, sometimes women are pushing and they just shit themselves. Like during childbirth, you were like, excuse me? Like their vaginas can rip and they need to be sewn back up. Like this is all very real. This is childbirth this is natural this is what happens this is why y'all need to respect the women in your life. it's lives. not even slightly fair like, i just feel like so bad like i just feel like are there no alternatives and the girls like, are just like can't... oh well i mean because we've had cramps since we were 12 we know like we're used to pain it's just not right anyway um what was the question <laughs> if you could witness any event in history what would um, it be i think i really would i i don't want to say anything like fucking the civil rights movement i just I can't, like i <laughs> i just i would not i can't i don't think i could do it i think if i could go back to when the first slave ships approached african shores i would be like no don't do it and you'd be promptly shot <laughs> what? like i don't know what these fucking spanish niggas on these boats is about to tell you but don't do it don't i really wish that i could like i'd be very interested God. in seeing the what the state of the world would be like if that never took place but um, me too I, honestly, I feel like africa would be like a bad bitch just overall like I mean, africa is a bad bitch i mean but a bad africa is like but mother. like monetarily like africa doesn't have the props that africa deserves because africa's resources have been shipped all over the planet so if you can imagine just all the badass black people of this universe just basically being in africa where we all came from child please boo bye y'all wouldn't be able to tell us shit can you imagine if Beyonce concerts only happened in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You um, had to book a ticket, ticket to Senegal to see this shit. Um, I think that if I could like really witness anything, it would have been like a live Michael Jackson concert. I never got the chance I to see I wish, that. yes. Not to be like too serious or too goofy, but it would have been dope as hell to see Michael Jackson live. I never did. Even though as a child, my dad would like let me tape his concerts and stuff because they were always on tv yeah they were always and he would let me um we had a vcr which was very fancy back then and he would tape some of the concerts and i would put on a glove just a regular winter glove they wouldn't buy me no cute sequin glove but i would put on a glove and a hat and i would sit there and do michael jackson choreography in the living room until that tape fucking broke like before I stand for Beyonce, I remember, like, before I stand for Brandy or Janet, it was Michael Jackson was the first time that I was just like. And you know what? I welcomed it. 
I welcomed it because I understood that this man was an incredible powerhouse performer. And I was a baby. Like, I was a child. I remember being terrified of Thriller and right. all of that same shit. But I just recognized that this man... And I remember seeing those concerts on TV and them literally, like, carrying these white women out over these shoulders. Oh, yeah, because they would just fall out and die. They would literally just be like literally dying on stage and I would I remember thinking like is this man like I remember th- being a kid and not thinking that that he was human I thought that he had like powers because it was <laughs> it was like well I mean cause look at him I never saw like any like the reaction right that he I got. never saw anything like that. I never that. saw any other pop star get it. And I remember being in Kenny being like, this man is magic. Right. Like, this is very special. Nobody else, people don't scream like this for Al B. Sure. Like, this is something very unique like, going on. Like, fall out and everything. Right. And I mean, and it was warranted. Like, Michael Jackson was, is, and forever will be the king of pop. That man holds a special oh, yeah. place in my heart That's as far as music and just legacy and slayage is concerned. And so, yeah, I think I agree with you. I wish I had seen him, seen him in person before he passed. So let's move Or on. Whitney Houston singing at the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm done. That was the most iconic Super Bowl performance Ever. of the national anthem of Period. all time. It is the only version of the national anthem that I will actually stand up and put my hand over my heart for. <laughs> all the rest of them, like around college is when I started getting really militant. And so when they would play the Star, Spang- Star-, Star Spangled Banner, I would just be like, eh, whatever, don't give a shit. Like, that was when I was just like very, I mean, and I'm still kind of like that. But when I hear Whitney sing it, bitch, that's a whole other story. I will get the fuck up because Whitney Houston did that. I don't care if she sang it live or in the studio. Whitney Houston did the fuck out of that. That, you bitch, you sent the national anthem to number one. How the fuck? Please explain it. How? <laughs> like, bitch, really? Like, you have people buying this single. Like, but it's the, na- girl, anyway, let's move on. Because I'll sit here and stand all day. I mean, I don't, I can't do it. Our next question comes from T. And he says, hey, Kiffy and Crystal, first off, I want to say I fucking love your show. And y'all get me through my trashy ass, ashy ass life. Great. You watch your mouth. <laughs> T says, wait, this may not be a boy. Um, maybe a girl. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I've been crushing on this guy I noticed on Twitter for a long time. I followed him six months ago and he just followed me back a week ago. We, no no bitch we're gonna do it because you know we get all kinds Alrighty. we've corresponded a couple of times on twitter it's nothing really serious but i want to get to know him just because he seems like a really nice guy and he knows the difference between t-o t-o-o and t-w-o which well, is so very important that's you know that's a, that's step in a the plus right direction. yes mm-hmm. plus i know for a fact that he's a real person and person and not a catfish that's also great. i want to slide my ass to to his dms but i've never talked to a guy online before and i've kind of always judged other people who have but now that shoe is on the other foot anyway i've changed my mind so how do i make the first move or should i even make the first move okay so here's the thing about internet dating right mm, go on and talk about it um there's nothing wrong with it per se like because Everyone is really on the internet. Like, not everyone is on the internet, but, like, even people who don't actively use social media websites, a lot of them still have them, and they just don't use them ever because they don't see the appeal or whatever. They just don't care. But a lot of, like, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So you can totally meet someone online on Twitter or on Facebook or wherever and potentially have like a really cool relationship. You may not get married and have kids and spend the rest of your life with them, but you may find something, you may have something cool with them or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're rolling your eyes and it's because you don't (laughs) love, like you don't understand, you don't have like the capacity in your spirit for that. And it's fine. You don't I'm not have even going to argue with you about that. You don't have feelings. And no, it's totally fine. I don't. Um, but yes, it is possible that you can meet someone really cool online. So, like, give it a shot. <laughs> However, mm. like, keep your, um, we'll just call them expectations. Keep your, <laughs> keep your expectations <laughs> relatively low. Mm-hmm. And again, I only say that because. While it's possible for you to get something really... Twitter life is like a box of chocolates. (laughs) You never know exactly what you're going to get. A lot of that shit is just (laughs) terrible. You had no place in the box to begin with. But every now and then, you might... mm, Mm. Possibly. Mm. However... Mm. um, Mm. I don't think that you should, you know... (laughs) Don't be like me, because I'm completely closed off to the idea at this point in my life. Yeah, don't listen to this bitch, because it takes like a strong stud to pique her damn attention. It really and then does. It's like still, she just like completely studdish. Like, but mm, it takes a lot. It just, and then she doesn't. I don't even. Don't tell my business. <laughs> like you would literally, it would literally have to. Like I could not see. I just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face, like I'm just so complicated. Like you have the pos- you have like the potential to like date or whatever. But I don't see you being like, oh, I'm so in love. Like that's just not you. Like I feel like you like going. I see you like going out on dates with a girl like a couple of times, and then odds are being like, she belched and I'm over it. <laughs> like you just like you just don't have patience. I think that someone though is eventually. I feel like you're gonna be married before me and death. Well, I don't um, think I'm ever looking to be married, but. <sighs> Okay. I think that someone is eventually going to come across and then you're going to be good. It'll but I don't take think one that hell you're of a person be like... because I'm not easy to claim. Anyway, this isn't about us. Right, this no, it's about not about us. Yes, this is about and young And the tea, tea online. <laughs> um, I say go for it. I say, you know, like make small talk or whatever. Be a little bit more confident. You know, like don't be like afraid. The thing is like you may be like afraid of rejection like I am, which is why I never like take the first step when it comes to things like nigga literally needs to approach me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. I have tried many times to get you to like approach a man and you're just like, I don't do like, that. What? So, no, I don't. No. That doesn't happen. And I'd be like, so, but how are you ever going to get together if neither one of you is like bold enough to approach the other? You're like, I don't know. Guess we just won't. Miss some counters. I don't know what okay. you're supposed to do. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, I say, like, it's literally just the internet. Like, it's not like, you know, this dude that sits across from me at work every day that you have to see regardless anyway. So, like, if you, if you're feeling it, you know, like, take a chance. It's the internet. Like, every, like, not everyone, but a lot of people are dating or finding, like, crushes and shit online. And people act on it. Some people don't. And I think that regardless of what you choose to do, it's fine. But just don't, like... Again, just don't expect, like, the world out of this because it's, again, it's the internet. And, like, if it's a situation that is, like, maybe you just want to keep it online. Maybe you just want something that you can just, like, flirt with online because then you don't have to expect shit, you know? But, like, I don't... 
the thing is though web dating is tricky but it, you like you can you can yeah like it's one thing to internet date but it's another thing to twitter date like I feel like I draw a very distinct line between the internet the rest of the internet basically and then twitter because of all of the many many relationships that I have seen start from twitter only two of them have been like even worth a damn to where I would be like, okay, that was worth the risk of like going out like two two separate couples. I know where they like got married and they lived happily ever after. And these people are like super happy now and have gorgeous brownstones in Brooklyn. Like that's nice. But for those two, I know 948 other stories that ended with dick pics being leaked on the timeline. Yeah, but see, that's because you're not, you know, <laughs> like that's It's like, it's bullshit. It always... You have to have the right It's something tactics. about Twitter, though. It's something about Twitter and young people, and they just don't give a fuck. Well, the presence of fuckboys on Twitter is just, it's crazy. They're but like people are dating 300 them. Rise of an Empire. Like if y'all wasn't right, dating so and then, fucking them, then it wouldn't be nothing to talk you about, have, but y'all are. You have to dif- differentiate, like, a Twitter nigga from like someone with potential that's why I'm saying don't set your 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 expectations too yeah. high like there's little things that I you look right. out for where I'm like okay you cute and I can crush on you online or whatever when I log fuck off bitch I'm done <laughs> like there's some like if you like if you have on Instagram like a thousand followers and you follow a thousand people and you post in like selfies every morning before you even brush your damn teeth, like you can be fine as hell and I will follow and like, but we can leave it right there. Right like it's there. just like, and that may mean nothing, but is I see that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and I see a lot of the behavior that is attributed to niggas who Come have on. those kinds of things that have in their bio, New York City slash LA slash Atlanta slash Miami slash Toronto. Nah. So Really? Okay, girl. Well, that's fine as well. (laughs) And maybe you really have been to all of these cities or have family in all of these cities or whatever. I'm not judging you. I just see it enough to just attribute it to, like, social media behavior. Mm. And I have found that the the guys, or even just outside of dating, like, the people who I have met online and built, like, really cool situations with, whether they lasted or they didn't, have had, like... And in like who have spent a, they spend enough time offline. You know what I'm saying? Like they have lives. Yeah. Like even you can tell from like the things that they tweet and the pictures that they post that they're not like living through social media. Right. It's not like that's not what it is for them. Like it's just literally something they do to pass the time and have a good time and share witty thoughts and you know what I mean? Like right. that's why like I met your ass on Twitter. You know, it's just but like that's totally different because we ain't fucking. But them two couples I know, those four people, they didn't live on twitter it was like you know they use twitter and they met one another on twitter but there are some people who sit there and live every moment of their lives for the internet to see. no that's what i'm saying like i log on twitter sometimes and i just scroll through there and i'll tweet and i'll laugh at y'all or whatever but most of the time i like i don't even i'll just live in my mentions i'll just like look at what the fuck y'all are saying or i go to my lists that i've made with like actual friends of mine yeah. because a lot of the followers that i mean a lot of the people that i ended up following over the years Chuck. And the people that y'all retweet onto my <laughs> fucking timeline, like y'all literally log on to social media to live the life that you wish you did. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, it's fine, like if that's what you choose to do or whatever, but don't like, don't get it twisted. Like you still, like you can like, how do I say this? Like you can take a picture in front of your friend's bins, you still drive a Prius. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like you can crop out, out however much of this selfie that you want, you still mm-hmm. a big bitch, you still skinny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, 
You can take all the angled selfies you want to. Real life is still real life. Real life is still your real life. And so it's it's fine to me to like go online and, and do these things. But then some people just like get completely out of pocket with it. And it's like, girl, like these niggas don't know you. But I don't even really need to know you to know that you like fronting right now. Right. You know what I mean? And so it just leaves so much room for like, it's very just, a lot of it is very high school. A lot of it is very just like, you know, we coming on here to like do this battle of the sexes every day on Twitter and shit. It's just tired. But there are people who really just like live for it. And like, I hope this person that you're talking to, dear T, I hope this person does not just live and die for Twitter. But it's not everyone. It's not everyone. You know, there are people who are on Twitter and are on Tumblr and Instagram and Facebook or whatever that if you take a chance with, you may have a situation that you really enjoy. It doesn't say that it's, it doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Mm -hmm. It may not even be like a super healthy fucking relationship, but that you could have like the same type of relationship with a nigga or with a girl or whoever that you meet at the club or at a bar or at a coffee shop or at work or wherever. Like, you know, you never know what's going right. to happen. So be willing to, like, take a shot if you want to. But also, be very aware of the red flags. Absolutely. That's all, all right. I'm saying. T, good luck to you. I hope it works out. I want to do one more. This one's from Anonymous, and it says, My girlfriend and I have been together for five years and decided we wanted to have a child. So this is a lesbian relationship, in okay. case you didn't get that. All right. She is dedicated to carrying our child, and I have no problem with that. She told me that she may want to use one of her male friends as a sperm donor. And again, I was not bothered by this until she told me that if her male donor friend decided he wanted to be a part of the child's life, she would welcome and encourage it. This bothered me greatly, but she did not understand why. I asked sarcastically that if our child in his or her emotional rebellious teenage years decided that he or she wanted to go live with the donor, would she condone that? And my girlfriend said yes. Am I wrong for not wanting the donor to be an active part of our child's life? How do I explain to my girlfriend that I feel like a third wheel parent in her scenario? Um, I don't think that you're wrong for feeling that way because a donor is literally someone who is yes. donating, donating DNA, parts, you know, to create this child. You would be the child's parents mm -hmm. and it almost. But to I don't know. It could just be me. To me, it's almost like she's saying like. I want for our child, if he or she so desires, to develop a relationship with, you know, his or her biological dad. I think that that's what it it's about. And I kind of get that. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. Like, right. kids get adopted all the time by gay and straight parents. And you never know if a kid may be interested at some point in his or her life about that sort of thing and want those, you know, lines of communication to be open, mm -hmm. you know? your child could grow up and love both of you and recognize you as parents, but still be curious about who, you know, his or her biological dad is and want to meet him and want to right. know, you know what I mean? So I think that that's where she might be coming from. Um, I don't know about letting my child go live with him. Mm, that's where I was like, nah, like I can see both sides of this as far as whether the donor should be involved. I really do. I can see where both of these people are coming from, but I think as long as you establish, you know, like at the birth 
that this child is legally yours and hers, then you shouldn't have any problems because your baby just like if this is legally your son, he can't just go live with somebody else right. at the age of 14 without you being like, uh, no, bring your their ass back yeah, home. No, I don't think that can happen. So I think you guys need to have something and thank God for being gay. This way you can have these conversations and set everything up. <laughs> it ain't no oops. It ain't no oh, yeah, so about the other night we were super high and now I'm pregnant. There's none of that bullshit when we are pregnant it's because we want to be so <laughs> i just feel like it's dope as hell that y'all are having this conversation now i never thought about that it, it's not like because there's so many straight people who have kids because of circumstance and not because of desire but you know Which that's name? none of my business anyway i feel like it's really great that y'all are having this conversation now and i think y'all should just get the legalese out of the way before you know before you go through the insemination process I feel like this is something that is a big deal but it's not that like you can't work through it this is something where y'all can find a compromise it's not like oh throw your relationship away and find somebody else I've always thought like if I ever do have children which (laughs) God bless them Um, your poor kids <laughs> I think my children would have fantastic lives because I know that I will spoil my kids rotten but I'm not taking no shit right. that's not why I'm like oh god these kids to be running around with these little bad ass motherfucking hood boogers in these fucking streets and be thinking that you can get away with the same shit because I will bust your ass but you're gonna make your kids sit there and like read out loud every night like six chapters damn right did you stutter did you stammer Take your ass back three paragraphs and start the fuck over again. You damn skippy. And I'm not mad at all. Like I, like I was my, writing my five paragraph essays in kindergarten age and shit. Are you Bitch, kidding me? I read like, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sing at age nine. Like, please. I've been reading way above what I should have been reading for. And I will not settle for and any less. No, I will not settle for less than greatness if I know you can be great. Anyway, the point that I was trying to make is that I've always thought like if I was going to have children, whether I adopted or had like a uh, a surrogate or something like that. I would always want to keep in contact. Like, I would want to know who my child's birth mother is, and you know, have those connections. Because if I, you know, if it ever does come a point where my child wants to know, you know, all of that, I want you to be able to at least try and reach out to this person and and. Figure that out. I don't want you to ever to be like, oh, who was my biological mom or dad or whatever, and I don't know nothing about them. Some kids may grow up and not ever give a shit. They may be fine with both of the parents that they have and not care about any of that. But some may not, and I want to be able to at least give my child the comfort of knowing that they can go and find those kinds of things out. Yeah, I think it's great that you may have a donor that your child could know. But I don't think it has to be, you know, a third parent. I think you can approach it no. like, way less seriously than that. Like this person is very important. Like this person's DNA is the re- part of the reason why you're here. But mama and I, however you refer to yourselves, like we are your parents legally and in every other sense of the word. So good luck to the two of you. I very much hope it works out. If you guys have any questions, please send them to asktheread at gmail.com and we will be right back. Hi, friends. Kit Fury and I have been using our great friends over at NatureBox to switch over to a healthier lifestyle. And you can, too. With NatureBox.com slash the read, you will get 50% off your first box. We love NatureBox snacks. Again, they have some amazing cashews with sriracha that are just fantastic. And we have, like, completely demolished the entire bag every time we get some. So head on over to NatureBox.com slash the read and sign up. You can have them sent straight to 
home or work so you can skip the grocery store and all the terrible temptations there. They have snacks that are better for you with no high fructose corn syrup or any of that other yucky stuff. So again, head on over to naturebox.com slash three. Check out what they have and see if you like it. Yeah, you know, if you're anything like me, sometimes you might want to curl up in front of like a good TV show or movie and just have something to snack on. There's not necessarily anything wrong with that. If you're checking out NatureBox, they've got loads of different snacks that change every month and you can have them sent directly to your home or office. Um, and they can even pick uh, a variety for you if you're not exactly sure what you want. I love the Santa Fe corn stick a lot. Um, so just check them out at naturebox.com slash T-H-E-R-E-A-D to get 50% off your first month. Yes, again, NatureBox has three different sizes, so pick the one that's good for you and your family. This is a way to choose smarter snacks as opposed to the crap that's available generally elsewhere. So again, head on over to NatureBox.com slash the R-E-A-D for 50% off your first box. Let them know if you and Crystal sent you. It's time to snack smarter with NatureBox and the read. Okay, let's continue. Okay. So, it's time for the read. It is. Do you want me to go first this week, or you want to go? I can go first. Okay. So, I'm not sure if this is a read as much as it is just, um, it might be like a statement. (laughs) Um, So, listen, not everything is shade. Sometimes, something I say, or something that is said, (laughs) is in no way... There, okay, it's not meant to mean anything besides what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I feel like people fish for or, like, add context to certain things that someone may say. Like, I get in trouble for this a lot. And just, the problem is I just don't give a shit. And that's not a problem for me as much yeah, as it is no, for other people. That's somebody else's problem. Um. But sometimes I'll say something very simple and I'm just like, I can be very dry, especially like in person. I don't really like, you know what I mean? So, yes, I know exactly how you are. <laughs> Bitch, don't look at me like that. You know how you do people. Are you really? Anyway. Finna? Okay. Cause are you really? Didn't finna? need help. I mean, but are you really? So, you know, sometimes <laughs> I say certain things and it's taken as like, if I was to say, Oh, those shoes are so interesting. It's like, I'm not telling you that the fucking shoes are hideous and you're stupid and you have no sense of fashion and you should die. I just, you know, like, (laughs) first of all, if I shade you, more often than not, you can tell. Like, you may not catch it, like, immediately. You may be, like, on the bus ride home and be like, did that nigga really? Yeah. You know, and that's fine. You know, that's the point. But shade is, like, meant to be caught. Someone's going to catch You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole point of shade is to say something without having to say it. Right. And I don't need to because you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But other times there's a statement that's made and it's not meant to mean anything but what the fuck I shouldn't have to be like oh well you know I really meant blah 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 and this that and the third because if you have common sense and you understand like sentences and structure of sentences and the meaning of words then you should be able to just take what I said as what I said without being without it having to be this like what you trying to say moment Girl, nothing. Exactly what the fuck I said. Like, it's not calling for all of it. 
Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Because I feel like a lot of people, especially lately, like they've kind of categorized everything as shade. Like not literally everything we say is shady. Like everything is not always a reason to like rally the troops and be like, oh my God, did you shade the shit out of me? Like really, honestly, if I threw First some shade all, at you, you would probably know it immediately. Someone needs to just go ahead and give these girls a class. Like, if y'all just gonna be using gay slang, then I guess someone needs to teach y'all how to the use straight it boys do it now too. Because first of all, shade and read are not the same things. We have gone over this; they mean two completely different things. Um, and it's just y'all don't seem to be understanding it. Um, so you know, maybe we'll just pass out pamphlets or something. We'll figure it out. Um, but not everything is shade. Not everything is shade. Something is literally just, sometimes certain things are literally just a statement or a thought or an opinion that has no shady fucking connotation to attach right. to it. It's just a statement. And I guess me being me as shady as I actually am, I guess maybe I understand how sometimes you make something maybe perceived as shade and it's just not like, but it's just, I don't ever really have the energy to go back and be like, Oh, well, I wasn't really trying to say that. Like I was just simply built like, I'm not going to do that shit no more like just take what the fuck i say <laughs> how i fucking say it and bitch we done because yes. like when i'm being shady i know that i'm being shady and i don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying but i don't want to have to go and trollop around with the rest of y'all bitches right and try and get you to understand where i'm coming from like it's not that serious yes absolutely i love that I don't know if that makes sense, but and I don't know if I think it does. I think people make get it. Sense these days. <laughs> you always say that, and then we always get a million people who are like, yes, yeah, whatever. Theory, so whatever. Yes, absolutely. I am going to pass my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. All right. And this week's read um, on my end anyway comes from Lawrence, who says, Hey, y'all, this is Lawrence, and this read is dedicated to all the people who told me that I paid too much for my ticket to On the Run. Oh, my God. I bought my ticket for On the Run the day the general admission tickets went on sale, and I paid $288 American dollars and 45 cents for floor seating in Section L, Row 2. How at much? <laughs> 288.45. Oh, girl, shut up. So that you, is a good... What? No, but listen, at the New Orleans show, July 20th, Keep in mind, I'm 16 years old. So the fact that I even pay for my ticket with my own money is already an accomplishment. Okay? Because at 16, I had a job. But bitch, would I have saved that much? Nah. Anyway, there is always a stupid bitch who always has to say, that's way too much money to see Beyonce or Beyonce is not worth all that. And my response is always, who the fuck asked you? Who asked you? I don't give a damn how much you would pay to see. This is my money and I will spend it however the fuck I want to. I don't tell you not to spend your money on your trifling ass boyfriend who's always in my text messages because that's none of my damn business. Okay, that was personal shade. Beyonce and Jesse. That was personal shade. Yes, and Lawrence. someone knows who that was for, and it was rude, yes. Lawrence. It was rude. Yes, you did. It was rude. Beyonce and Jay Z are the shit, and they are also my biggest role models. So keep your bullshit ass comments to yourself, bitch. Didn't nobody ask you. Mind your own damn business, and don't worry about how I'm spending my money or why. So thank you so much, Lawrence, for this read. I too spent some money on the queen. Um, you know, because it's floor seats and it's Beyonce, it's Jay Z. It's it's it wasn't a moment where I wanted to to go light on the ticket. <laughs> I didn't want I didn't really want to. And then also it's me. 
I don't have no kids. I don't have no spouse. Who the fuck cares? I don't, right. But I don't have to justify it to you overall. If I had eight fucking kids and three husbands, I could still spend two eighty eight forty five on Beyonce tickets. And that's my, my damn money. business. Don't worry. Bitch, unless I asked you, unless I started a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe for Beyonce tickets, I really don't give a fuck what you think about how much I spend on them and why. Because it's really none of your damn business. And like my good sis Lawrence, Lawrence, this was shady as fuck, this whole part about your boyfriend it and the text delicious. messages this was that was absolutely terrible we loved it because we're terrible people but this was um this was shady as it hell very aggressive don't worry about what i'm doing over here just worry about why i'm at beyonce and you are not worry about why i'm on the yeah, floor worry about how that you happens. are waiting for the shit to come on hbo so thank you so much lawrence for that past the read if you have a read that you want one of us to read send it to past the read at gmail.com and that wraps up another episode of the read yeah the read yes bitch you better sing um we, what was that <laughs> who knows i don't know we just did a great uh sit down with the guardian head on over to their website and check out uh, the interview and the write-up they did we also posted it on our facebook twitter and tumblr pages all of those are username this is the read on their respective sites so head on over and check out our fun interview and kind of write up about the show with the guardian thanks so much for that you guys what about you, Kifir? You have any news this week? Um, man, I have so much shit that I'm doing. Yeah, I know. Like that, I have not. Oh, so you're about. not talking about any of it? No. Okay. But it's fun and it's exciting, and um, I'm really excited to share some of the stuff once it's all in the right. Um, <laughs> so not now. Spot. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> um, but there should be a video on YouTube right now. Oh, yes excited for your new video i know what it's about are you going to tell them what it's about or you can just go on over to youtube and okay. subscribe yeah head I'm on sure, over to kiff yeah. youtube and there's see that. A, a video over there hey girl um and also um i think we're going to be announcing new dates for the relive soon okay um so that should be fun and so make sure you're following us on facebook twitter tumblr instagram and then of course check our website this is the to get all the brand new latest updates on what we're doing and where we'll be and when and the acronym for this week. Oh, I have one little thing to say. I'm going to be in Los Angeles on August 17th doing a panel called Spotlight on Diversity with the Boxing Project. So um, you're better than me now? Uh, no, bitch. I'm just saying I have a piece of news to announce. I'm speaking on a panel about LGBT media representation. Uh, me and a bunch of other amazing people, Julie Vu from YouTube and uh, Leah Delaria. I hope I didn't fuck up how you pronounce her name. But she is she plays Big Boo on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. She's on that panel, too. So I'm very excited just to tell, tell people that I was in her presence. So anyway, for information and tickets, go to Spotlight on Diversity the Boxing project.org and I think that's it for me F N G W fuck niggas get Wi-Fi okay you know what I'm actually gonna go home now so why I'm are you touching your bra to what are you doing adjust my breasts <laughs> make sure they're all crispy clean. you're gonna have to get the fuck out of my face I'm so sorry to my parents for adjusting my fake titties on Watch What Happens Live. And somebody just they put that gif on Tumblr it. again. Like, every time I see it, I die. They live for it. Why wouldn't they? Like, I don't know. is hilarious. It's just so vulgar and so <laughs> gay and dumb. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, y'all. 
At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health. Or I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five mile radius. I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you.